Hey guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi guys. And today we're reviewing that ultimate awesome cult classic um, Logan run. That was Logan's done. Logan's run. run. That was re- released in 1976. Why are they all, every movie you do is an ultimate classic cult movie or something or other. Well, it's an ultimate awesome <laughs> movie. <laughs> Well, whatever. Anyway, who can argue with me? <laughs> Except for a few reviews uh, in the past, review, but I won't bring them up. Reviewers, they're nasty cre- cretins. I don't know. Anyway, we'll go into them later on, shall we, folks? Yeah, because this movie <laughs> was given a lot of bad reviews. They weren't given a lot of bad They were less than favourable, lendly, lending themselves to a slightly negative review because these cretins don't know how to review a decent movie. No. Nope. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, and our personal opinion is that the, this movie is pretty awesome from uh, well, our perspective. Look, based, I'm not going to go right now, I'm going to talk about it more later on, but pretty much, look, it was made in the 70s with a 70s attitude, 70s technology, 70s acting skills, 70s blah, 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 blah. Mm. It's a 70s movie. Mm. It is not a 2020 movie. Okay? Yeah. So, for what it was, Back in its day, it was a damn good movie. Mm, yeah. Quite. And I think it's very creative, especially yeah. how most of their sets in this was all miniatured, yeah, meaning they were very yeah. small, like train set style. Yeah, that, I mean, big, a big model city, but yeah. very, yeah, very scale, yeah. whatever. And it's very, set, was, yeah. the set, this very set miniature was used later on for reuse for their Ice Pirates movie that was released in 1984. Well, there you go, then. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Anyway, we're going to get into it. Now, I'm going to start doing the produce director and stuff and all the other good stuff I like doing. (laughs) Okay. Produced by Saul David. I I know his name from somewhere else. I I didn't go into looking what he's done, but I know his name. So he's been around a bit. Okay. Directed by Michael Anderson. Um, Now, screenplay was by... David Goodman, and it was based on a 1967 novel written by, um, or the same name, uh, written by William Nolan and George uh, Johnson. Mm. Now, budget. Mm. Mm. Cost $8 million to make. Wow. Actually, went over budget. I think it was going to cost possibly three to four, but with all the special scenes and sets and things, a few cost overruns, yeah, it mm. blew out to about $8 mil. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, box office at 25 so that wasn't a bad earner. You know, I, I wouldn't grumble about that if I was making the movie. Yeah, okay. I think I'd be pretty proud that yeah, pretty it made much, yeah. a good success. There's a lot of reasonably good movies that have gone backwards when it comes to box office. So, mm. Mm. so anyway, here we go. Michael York plays Logan Five. He's our leading man, obviously. And hero. Yeah. Uh, did you say someone else was considered for yeah, the role? Yeah, um, Robert Redford was going to be offered the role, but then uh, Michael. I mean, not Michael. I mean. Um, Robert didn't want it. Movie, um, uh, movie, um, well, I mean, what was it called? Um, Warner Brothers. Yeah. They took over the um production, and they end up asking dear old um, Michael, Michael York, York to well, Michael take York, part. He's a good actor anyway. And actually, I, I like him in this role. Mm. He looks. I like how, how I'm going to get into Aryan races and stuff because some of this to me it comes out like. Uh, Selective breeding and different things, and everybody was good looking and blah 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 blah. So yeah, I had a, that sort of feel to it, and he sort of suited that look. Yeah, and, and yeah, it so, took a while yeah. for Michael York to open up and realize that he might be suited to the part. Yeah. For a time, he didn't think he was the right 
person to act in this movie. Well, I think he's right. He's good. I think so. And he was the right breed. Yeah, and, and he had a, he had a few doubts about the movie. I think before he actually signed on, mm-hmm. because he you know obviously I think he did Cabaret mm. and Three Musketeers and a few other movies, mm. and now want to go into a sci-fi. Yeah, yeah well, I don't mm, know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't anyway. know. I don't know what order his um filmography he did I, each I think, film. I, I think he did those before this. I think I'm, I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Anyway, irrespective, moving right along. First. And this is probably one of my first movies I I watched with him in it before I watched all the others. I mean, well, yeah. Well, he's a good actor. He's been around. Um, anyway, mm. irrespective. Irrespective. Uh, Jenny Agata. I think it's the right pronunciation name, plays Jessica Six. She's a, uh, a young lady who meets up with uh, Logan Five, <laughs> and uh, she knows uh, some people who are getting people out of the city. Yeah, she's yeah. very pretty. Well, yeah. So Maybe not actually, as pretty no, as... actually, I'll, I'll, I'll get onto looks later on, but uh, of everybody else. Uh, yeah, very attractive lady, nice body, hmm. really suited the role. Yeah, know? she's not uh, as yeah. pretty as the other lady we're going to introduce. What was her name? Farrah Fawcett. Who plays Holly in this movie too. She doesn't play a big role. According to my facts, I found out that Michael York asked the casting director to cast her as Holly. Maybe he liked her. Well, he actually saw her (laughs) on a tennis court and he thought "Mm, she might be good for this role. So he asked the director, could we do this? And actually, she wasn't that well known at the time, I don't think, but her career was building. Yeah, anyway, irrespective. Uh, Now, um, Richard Jordan, he plays Francis Seven, who's a uh, Sandman. Oh, yeah, I did mention Michael York's a Sandman. He. He, he, his job's like a policeman uh, yeah. stopping people from yeah. running away. And yeah. uh, Francis guy, and Seven is and his partner yeah. in Francis crime. and Logan mm. are both Sam and policemen yeah. who enforce the law in their little world. Yeah. Anyway, sense. Peter Ustinov plays an old man they come across later in the movie when they go out, adventure outside yeah. the city. Peter That's Houston. interesting role. I yeah. love him. I love Peter Ustinov. I yeah. mean, He's yeah. been Hercule Perel in Death on the Nile and a number of other uh, of mis- murder uh, mysteries. I've seen him go back for the high story of an old Roman movie. He played Nero. And, mm. and I think he's about 30 years old, something or other, or in his 30s. Mm. And uh, he was a very young man, that, and he played a very good role in it. So mm. anyway, he's been around for an yeah, awful long and time. And the most smallest well, role, but at the same time <laughs> has got box office... Um, yeah. noticed more in this movie. Well, a, a couple of names help. Well, yeah, you, you, he you, plays you. a robotic box or box in this movie. Who is he? Um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> I can't Roscoe remember. Roscoe Lee Brown. Yeah, he's now. mentioned first. He's even mentioned in the beginning of the credits. He's now, referred as the bo- played by the box, playing the box. Now, there, there, I, I had a few notes there. Some were contradictory. It says he play he did the voice of the robot, but another part said he was actually inside the robot as well. Not a hundred percent sure on the bit being inside the robot could have been anybody, but mm. might have been him inside. But yeah, he did knows. the voice, and there's some allusions to uh, about being a a precursor to the Darth Vader sort of thing because uh, a voice of some um, a, a deep a, a deep voice threatening sort of menacing sort of personality mm. and the robot was a robot and Darth Vader was part robot and that sort of stuff. I don't know. Some people are really stretching their imagination when they get on this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. when they get <laughs> on the fan wagon or yeah, a fan train. Ooh, whatever. Choo, choo, anyway, choo, choo. Pretty, pretty much a quick overview before Sarah starts. This is a, 
uh, utopian society, but it's actually a dystopian society because all the people living in a, a false utopia mm. when behind the scenes there was something sinister happening. Yeah, mm. see, these people... No, no, you got to tell the story in a minute. Okay, okay. okay. Let the story reveal the dystopian side okay, of it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, I suppose uh, there's nothing more I can say about the intro, so take it away, Sarah. Yeah, so we open where we see very big domes. They look like they're made of... Well, some interesting bubble wrap. Bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not being wrong. It looks like bubble wrap from from our perspective. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this society they made it's full of young people, um, a mixture of of people under thirty, and they had this rule where to not about overpopulation by if everyone dies at thirty and to redu- to avoid the overpopulation well, sort of thing. Not- well, that's they don't know that. But the, at the same time, they come up with this really diabolical um, uh, belief that they'll be reincarnated, no, or yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. They don't know about the rea- the rea- the uh, reason behind, as you just said. They said, "Oh, everyone turns thirty, goes to a thing called carousel, you get killed, and they're supposed to be reborn as a baby." Uh, but we don't now, know that. Now, yeah. the people behind the scenes who are actually running the show that they don't even know about, which comes a bit later on. In the TV actually, series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, mostly run by a ro- um, a computer, something. a huge computer, who tells yeah. them what to do. Yeah, but, we, but behind the scenes, there's obviously something running it to keep the population levels down. But that's just a TV so, series that no, so yeah, tells you that. Yeah, that's, that, well, I Mike, know it's in the TV series. But I know that, but reason. we're talking about the movie. We're I, not talking I, about the TV I, series. I'm not talking about the TV series. Now, if you let me talk, I'm actually finish what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're, they're keeping it. They're, st- they're keeping the population level. Hmm. They're bringing new people in and getting off the kids over thirty or people over thirty. So they've got a balance there. Yeah. And hmm. the TV series does allude to the fact that yeah, it's, a, it's, it's controlling resources. Okay? Yes. But I'd say that's probably one of the reasons why in this movie that was the reason behind it that might have been in the book i haven't read the book hmm. now that's what i was going to say <laughs> yes so anyway they're living in this world and it's while mike says it's um a world of a paradise it reminds me more of a, a sodom and gomorrah type area because it deals with pleasures doesn't deal with um, um no one seems to work no one seems to work it's all um everyone's got what be are well treated, well comforted, and food, clothing, entertainment, sex. what sex? Yeah, maybe alcohol. Don't know. They might. They were drinking something which could have been alcohol, and yeah. maybe a bit of drug. Maybe it, some drugs. I think could be interest. Couldn't tell in this. You. I can't really tell. Mm. So anyway, eventually Logan begins to question their way of life. He even goes to the sort of um, sort of the nursery where new people are being born. And I think more than ever that it's mostly um, just um, they're all laboratory well, the, uh, yeah. people being born. Petri dish born. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clones, whatever they're using. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever. And he's questions whether or not, um, whether or not he, he, they ever met anyone from yeah. nursery who may turn out to be someone they knew in the past. And yeah, and that's, they wouldn't have a memory of their previous life how would you know just uh, oh bung a name on him that's that doesn't really yeah, help, it doesn't does it? really help. Mm. <laughs> yeah anyway francis his friend who's another sandman who works with him 
Who? Don't say it, Mike. Shut up. Anyway, he doesn't question it. He thinks life is what it what it is. Everything is beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, he doesn't care about what's um what's life is all about. Anyway, they never question any what society very much. He, he accepts everything mm. on face value. Yeah, yeah. So one time when they were during carousel, while everyone is getting um, ready to get killed or sa- sacrificed, well, I think it's more renewal. of a yeah. It looks mm. a more like a sacrifice yeah. where everyone appears and then they they head to this the um chosen people who are going over thirty one. They end up get, getting to dragged up to the ceiling and they get electrocuted yeah. and killed. Well, they get, get zapped somehow. Right zapped. It doesn't explain very much, but you know right away these people are not coming back for a sequel. I shouldn't think so. <laughs> anyway, it looks kind of really creepy because they're Actually, wearing they use, these. They use holograms in that movie too. Uh, 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 one of the first, one of the first good uses of holograms in the movie. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway... To make it work. Mm-hmm. So they're, they get floated to the ceiling, they get electrocuted, and they die. Yeah, zapped, electrocuted, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Hmm. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, um, a runner... This is one... The, a runner is a person who doesn't go on carousel, meaning he they're refi- scared. They're, they're scared. They don't yeah. want to die. Who does? But hmm. then the... Um, the um, Sandman, they come along and kill them, you know, outside of Carousel. Yeah, they're fine. They track them down. Uh, and I get the impression they got, uh, they got they got a little crystal in their hand, which is like a life clock. But I think yeah. there must be something like a GPS or a microchip inserted so they can actually track them as well. Yeah, see mm. these... Um, yeah. It starts off being white. That's a baby. Then it, when they get older, like... They, they it turns yellow and green, and red f- is the final color until it turns black. Well, that's black means your that means your de- your time's up. There you go. Yeah. Bugger. Yeah. Meaning, as I said before, that people don't get clo- when they get close to the thirty or beyond thirty, then their time's up. Shame, 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 shame. Yes. Anyway, eventually they track one of their the runners, and he has a special little icon or no, no, it's a, it's a, a it's medallion a, it's a, it's a, of sorts. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, an unk. Yeah, um, a, an, a, med- um, a medallion of sorts, and it says, and he's and Logan takes it, and later on he gives it to his um superiors, the, the computer. computer. Mm. As I said before, computers in this world are controlling everything, and they're like your superiors or sorts. Anyway, he's been offered a mission, I think, uh, you know, yep. on his own to go out there to go out and try to destroy a sanctuary that well, these runners I'll have to go something. to. The runners arranged to a place called Sanctuary, which is supposedly outside the city. Yeah. And that's the the computer believes that it knows everything about this and wants Logan to go and follow one of the runners or to pretend to be a runner to yeah. try find Sanctuary. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and close it down yeah. or destroy although, it or discredit it or something. Although mm. um, Logan, as it turns out, he's got four more years left in him and he doesn't know how to prove to, to show people he's a runner, running. So the computer's so, actually his crystal. Yeah, and Oops. soon enough his crystal begins, begins to blink and turns a black colour. Yeah, and oh dear. he then asks the computer, um, I have four more years Will left. Will they be given back Will to I later be- on? 
Yeah, and yeah. the computer doesn't give you a direct answer. It didn't say anything. It doesn't say anything. Whether End of line. Meaning, <laughs> meaning, who knows? Just maybe after this mission, there's no, there's no. He may get executed. You go to Carousel. Oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> mm. Yes. Anyway, he's not assigned. No one else is assigned to the rock with just him. Just lone man operation. Just him working on it alone. But he knows someone who knows probably knows about Carousel. I mean, not Carousel. I mean, I mean about Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Um, he, and earlier he met a girl named Jessica, whom he kind of is attracted to her, and he knows that she must know something so about you have one Sanctuary. Ra- uh, on a chain around her neck. Hmm. Ah. ah, hint, hint, hunch. Good placement of a prop so you could see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So she refuses at first, meaning she doesn't. She doesn't trust him. Doesn't trust him, but then she warms up to the idea of helping him. So he, so she takes. So they go on a bit of a brief journey to throughout the city, but all the time Francis is chasing them and hopes to probably either execute Logan or her. Or he, both. Or both. Hmm. Well, I think he, that Francis doesn't know that that Logan is on this, is aware about his life clock, as it turns out. I think he thinks that Jessica is the one who's the runner. Making him, yeah, making him run. And he's going with her, yeah. But no. no. Francis doesn't know the full story, does he? Yes. We then see oh. other walks of life, like some other members of their, of the people in the side of the city are like f- f- sort of like feral type people, right, then? Mm-hmm. Who are living out, who are not like um, the people inside, in, in the, too much like in the city, you know, always keeping their distance from other, you know, not doing normal stuff like normal people, like having having children and stuff like that. In in the feral's case, they kind of they they breed and have children, while the while the computer is more controlled of the um they're you know looking after the the kids and all that. Well, it was called nursery, nursery. cathedral, mm-hmm. and th- and when they got to a certain age, they'd get the they'd actually get them and they bring it back to society and either. I, I get the impression that they didn't cooperate; they just dispose of them. Hmm. Like, I didn't actually say. In yeah, the movie. they don't really explain whether yeah. how much of an education they're given either. They like, need any. it's not really important if there was not any. working, not doing anything, mm-hmm. not reading books, not doing anything. So yeah, in the hey. TV in the TV series, <laughs> yeah. they were given more of a detailed education on everything, even though we're not talking uh, about the TV series. You said that. I know, but I followed ah. my touch on it because you kept on mentioning about. Uh, this sort on the inside, um, other than someone else running the a whole. Oh, yeah. Somebody had thing, to be. Can't but be I think yeah. in this case, it was the, it's the computer in this movie that's having control over all their. Well, someone things. set the computer up, mm-hmm. human beings. So, but whether some human beings behind it, mm. who knows? Anyway, we never see them. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, anyway, um, mm. anyway, Logan um, then goes to a, um, a special plastic surgeon place to so he can get some, informa- get some information <coughs> and maybe change his face to to bl- to escape being noticed yeah. hopefully but for- definitely improving from Mario. Mm. unfortunately <laughs> the plastic surgeon is aware of the sanctuary and the runners that or not runners they're the group the um, people who the um, unk 
society, whatever they call themselves. They don't really have a name for them. Those to people do. downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway, yeah. He, they, he, tell, he gets told by them to execute Logan and all that stuff. And yeah. hopefully, but all the time it didn't work out. And Logan, Logan and Jessica yeah. um, runs for run run their life run away from them and they sneak through a, spe- a special like a uh, hole in the wall that Jessica knows of because yeah. the group. and this is where yeah. I think yeah. that they probably used um, some probably factory um, back drops I, I think I, no I, uh, I, I read somewhere I think there's a series treatment work somewhere rather than actually used the corridors and rooms and stuff yeah. in that. Yeah. The so yeah. they use mm. those rooms to fill in the gaps. Yeah, make it look like to that, make yeah. it look yeah. like like there was a world before this whole dome yeah. thing became a more. And the maintenance part behind yeah. it all, because no, no one, no one inside huh. even knows what's running the place. Yeah, you know, they. Where's electricity come from? Where's yeah. the food come from? Where's this come from? It's just there. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. Yes. So it's anyway. A, yeah. mm. No one seems to have they, a job. Ha- they then meet up with these other people and they don't believe them at first, but then they meet up with Holly and Holly tells them that Logan is running and all that. Yeah. And they offer him, allow him safe, safe passage. passage and all that stuff. And at first, Logan wants Jessica to go back to the dome because she's not running, but she wants to be with Logan. Oh, I don't know. And she, I think she's fell in love with him. Well... <laughs> Anyway, soon enough, the rest of the Sandman appear and start killing all the members. And yeah, we don't break, even they're know... They're through a wall. They must have traced them somehow, right? Yeah. Well, and actually, I know. And that little machine that Francis has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the tracker the thing. The tracker thing they use for the runners. Well, yeah. if everyone's microchipped, and he might be able to put Logan yeah. into the machine, so Logan's not heading in that direction. Yeah, yeah anyway. Or Jessica or something. Yeah, yeah mm. so... Well, actually, I think Logan dropped something to tr- track him something. So I don't know if it was yeah. him or Francis, maybe. It's a, it's a, but they got a, they got a tracking device. Sort of anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, it leads the other um, Sandman there, and slowly they kill off these members. And we don't know if half of them might be either in their f- older or just younger. Well, it doesn't matter. Or, it doesn't really they're, matter. They're in the shadows. They're, they're helping people get out. You know, like the yeah. old slave trade. Slave roots and everything. Because Jessica, out. Yeah. maybe some yeah. of them might be like Jessica, might be still a green, considering that their their life clocks could are different colours. Maybe. Yeah. When we don't and know that. I get the impression too that the clothes were also indicative because he was always wearing subtle tones of green. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Makes sense. And other people were wearing reds. Other people were wearing yellows. And the yeah. salmon, mm. they wore a black uniform. Yeah. A black and with a grey stripe across the top. Yeah, look really nice. Very nice. <laughs> anyway, um, so enough. Logan and Jessica they head down to, to you know in through the um the area. They use the special unk as a key to get through one of their ma- the the exits. Well, yeah, interesting. That was clever. Yeah, yeah it is clever. Yeah. And they soon get head up to a, a level that looks like it's made of ice, like like it was like some kind of. Big refrigeration yeah. plant. And this is where they meet this weird robot creature, Box. Box. And what a great name. Box. Box. Mm. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he's there because he's re- he fridges the um, food and fish and stuff. And yeah. he, along the way, we Logan discovers these this creature, this robot, throws a few of the probably previous people who went, went through there. Yeah. So the chances are all the runners ended up 
frozen. running into there and Mr. Boxer Robot froze them. Yes. Mm. But luckily, uh, Logan was able to um, fight the robot and eventually they crawl through a space that breaks open and it leads them directly outside, to outside. Mm-hmm. and to the bright sunshine you see. What's that up there? It's called the sun. Yeah, Ooh. just remember, they they ha- they don't have any knowledge of <coughs> the outside world, just so mm. you know. Yeah. All the stuff they know is w- inside the dome, nothing else. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so nothing about what, how they... How they became, they stayed in the dome. Why? What made them make the dome in the first place? All that stuff like that. We'll carry on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, from what the TV series, I said that maybe that it had something to do with um in a nuclear war or something. Yeah, and it was unsafe outside. And something mm. to do with a another um, sort of a virus going around that prevent, decided well, to well, the, put the them all was in there. Well, the air poisonous. I mean, yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, yeah because I mean. You get radiation fallout and other things, and mm. it's toxic and everything. So the idea is the uh, mm. people from way back when, before after the war, built the uh, the biosphere dome city type thing to protect the leftovers. Mm, mm. Exactly. Mm. So anyway, um, front, um, Logan and and Jessica they head in outside. They see wonderful, interesting things like grass, waterfalls, and other stuff. Of course, they're not. The, they at first don't feel comfortable with the environment because it's it's strange, it's strange mm. and has weird creatures running around and Lizard went up a dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but then again, they're not used to living in in a rustic well, they're, area. They're they're they're, 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 they're indoor creatures. They've been living in, in a dome city in something that looks like a shopping mall with a, with, a, with units you yeah. know, for people to live in and stuff. Mm-hmm. So and they've that, never been outside. Yeah, and, yeah. Cl- and of course their clothing here is all shredded and very damaged. It's just been running through the woods and, yeah. Yeah, anyway, they then come to um, to some special locations that probably resemble Washington, I think. It's supposed to be Washington, yeah. And... They discover a lot of other things like houses and buildings, and they wonder to themselves, um, what happened to the people? And they said, and Logan says, they must have left or something. For yeah, God. exactly, going somewhere. And the place does look river rustic because most of the buildings were either trashed or damaged. So, yeah. Like it was a ghost town, if you yeah, may call yeah. it. Well, a bit like ghost town. You wonder, you wonder where, they, where they built the set or some old buildings they had somewhere in, oh, in an old area. Which is going to be bulldozed and actually use the buildings. Well, that, it's a possibility, yeah. Mike. Look, you, look good. I look mean, good. they probably did it the same way when they did with um, um, with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know. Yeah, you found know. old building. Yeah, found an old do. building. Just um, doesn't matter if they have to clean it up. They just leave the stuff there. They provide that they be careful of glass. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And bones. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they then come across a graveyard, and and of course, being still, you know, not aware of what goes on outside the world. Didn't know what a graveyard was. Yeah. Because no one dies where they are. They get reborn, renewed, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. One of the gravestones, Jessica reads that says "beloved husband and beloved wife," and she tries to work out what What that means. And well, bugger me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they head on and they soon head inside um, one of the Washington monuments, I think. 
Well, we don't. I don't know the areas, but that's the, the big one in Washington where Abraham Lincoln's statue yeah, is at the front. Yeah, yeah. The, and they see the statue, and they're a bit surprised because they've never seen an old person before. Yeah, and, and Abraham Lincoln was an old yeah. man when they actually did the statue. Yeah, practically. And they've never seen anybody quite that tall either. <laughs> no, sorry. Yes. I thought it was funny. Yeah. The they then head into, I think, the... Oh, it's the White House. No, no. It's, not, not the White no, House. Not, not the White House. I mean, um, again, I'm not familiar with... The with, um, The big dome thing. The yeah. dome um, in the White... Well, in Washington. You know, you guys were, where the council members would have hanged out with yeah, together right. yeah. to It'll discuss be, yeah, um, laws and stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyway, they then come across some... Cats and an old man there. Never seen a cat before either. Yeah, they were a bit surprised and and all that stuff. And Peter Ustinov is the old man who's a bit simple because obviously hasn't hasn't been used to human people oh. for years and yeah. years. So he's a bit vague and strange and yeah. But then again, if you were um, the last person in the world and you don't have anyone to talk to except for cats, Pussy cats, yeah, that don't really speak very like much cats. language. Then you'll get to understand what I'm talking about. So anyway, um, they, he um, doesn't tell them exactly his name. He just says that, um, well, he can't he, remember his name. He can't remember his name. So long, yeah. Mm. So. But he appreciates that there are pe- there are people around, and uh, he then talks about how about his cats a bit, and how he was, um, his family have lived there, and that. He was born inside his mum and all that stuff. And yeah, and they had relevant no stuff. But yeah. even though you may not find it relevant, but these people they, thought never, hor- never yeah, knew yeah. about. Would you grew inside your mother? Yeah, yeah. strange. Yeah. yeah, they could have been one of many people who may have not um, went under the hammer of the government who have decided well, to. No, they could have been leftovers. Yeah, they could have just hidden away from the government for avoiding mm. the fact that they're gonna pe- keep people in a dome and not. Well, there's little remnants of society left mm. outside who didn't actually go into the city. Maybe. They, did, they probably didn't marshal them up and say, get in there, here's a cattle prod, get in line. And so they said the one... Yeah, that they makes got, sense. Yeah, so whoever was left outside stayed outside. So, yeah. yeah. And, and Again, it doesn't matter mm. much. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> he then, um, they then show him the, their life clock things. And just so you know, the life clock's outside now. Uh, have gone pure white. This means the computer wasn't active anymore because they're outside the computer's control. Yeah, even though uh-huh. um, life clocks only s- sort of just tell you um, you have this much time left in your life. They don't really exactly kill you or just tell you, boom, well, it, you're no. dead. Well, yeah, but it tells the computer how old you are and, and, and you're going to get marshaled up and go to carousel. Yeah, other than that, that's just about it. They don't yeah. cause any immediate threats. Yes. They don't, yeah, it doesn't kill them. Actually, yeah. that'd be interesting. That little... little Poison capsules in there as well. That just goes off. Yeah, you're 31 years old. Blanco, you know, it's in your polygram. Mm, true. Yeah. So, anyway. That'd um, be better. Soon enough, Francis catches up to them and he plans to kill um, Jess in front of Lo- Logan and all that. He, but luckily enough, Logan and Francis, they get into a fist fight. He beats us not out of him yeah. and kills him. Yeah. yeah. And of course, Francis doesn't believe him about the life clocks at first, but then when he looks at Logan's, he says, Logan, you've been renewed. Oh, and he smiles at him. And he dies. And they bury him in the graveyard I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And later that night, um, Logan and Jessica 
talking and how Jessica promised the old man that one day they will when bury his time him. Comes, yeah. yeah, when his time comes, they can bury him. They could have buried ready. him before he left. <laughs> oh, he's Funny. alive, wasn't he? Hmm. Yes. And that is a problem. And Logan, he realizes that they should go back just to occur in him to tell the world well their little world their world about the outside the outside and they don't need to die and yeah. all that stuff that's all stuff you want to become a hero you know. yes yeah. and he tells, tells the old man about this and the old man's a little upset and thinks oh what kind of people are you you promised that you'll bury me you did well I could have killed him and buried him and they would but, have kept him happy wouldn't it but yeah. Logan's figures yeah. if they should bring him along maybe prove Proof. prove yeah. the fact that they don't have to, to die they can live long lasting lives and if have they want kitties to. And, oh lord yeah, 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 don't right. be rude okay <laughs> sorry yes sorry so the old man agrees to come, and as they they the next morning they head down the the roads. He talks a bit, tells them about how how most the what's each of these things they noticed on the way here. I think yeah. like they noticed there was a river, and how he says all oh, the fish died, or and he yeah, knows the, the, I don't know if they were all well, died or well, something. No, well, there could have been uh, remnants of. Um, Poisons and stuff in the soil, which every time it rained would go into the water and gradually kill the fish off, maybe, or it, it got polluted or something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. They can't yeah. breathe in it. And then it tells them about a road that they walked on, and he says about talks about the machinery that that probably rode on the roads, even yeah, like though there was cars. no. <laughs> yeah, and they soon enough stop for the for the night, and unlike. Well, unlike before when Logan and Jessica was walking away from the dome, they didn't have a fire, but luckily enough, they had one. The man had some matches. Yeah, so no, it's not really relevant. Or flint or something or other. Yes. Anyway, Uh he then tells them about how those words, beloved husband and beloved wife, mean. About how they mean, um, beloved beloved husband means the father, his father. And beloved wife means... Um, the man's mum, yeah, yeah. and he he says he explains that those na- words or names are they sort of bring two pe- people together, yeah, or yeah. keep and, them. And that was his simple, in simplistic view because he's only a kid. Yeah, when, yeah. yeah and, and, he, and he, he had no one to get the information from. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, Logan and Jessica they they think about this and they think that they like that idea and they then look at each other and. And Jessica says, beloved husband. and Beloved wife. Yeah. I think that's nice. I think that both of them started realizing that they they want to be belong together. And be, yeah, nice. Even though it's not ceremonious or anything well, like that. You don't need a ceremony. But you don't need a ceremony. To, as long as you, you're yeah. willing to commit to okay, one yeah, another. Okay, you commit, as long as you commit to each other, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And already Jessica and Logan, they were beginning to warm to each other and think that we must, we should stay together and maybe live a life, you know, worth living together. You wait till he goes for a childbirth. He might change her mind. Oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I like that. So the next morning, they arrive at the, um, ent- probably the, um, Ocean entrance to the, yeah, the that, dome. We, yeah, we think there was something. You know, they're getting some of the electricity power from the yeah, ocean somehow about, or other. Yeah, yeah. something it was, like that. Yeah, they, they alluded to that somehow rather than yeah, the dialogue. Yeah. yeah, and of course, being seeing as um, the old man can't really make the journey through he there, swim be, underwater because, through the 
because some, I don't know. Some pipeline. He may not survive or something like that. They told him to wait outside and we're going to go inside and bring the people out to meet him. Yeah, and Jessica <laughs> says before they head in there that they never seen a cat. And the man says, they never seen a cat? He's well, a bugger. Well... But, hey, I don't see mine very often. Oh, there she is yeah, over there having a sleep yeah, under the table. I know yeah, some yeah, of this yeah. bits of dialogue are very simple, but bear in mind, these people are inside of a dome. They've never seen a cat. They've never seen a dog. They've never seen... I haven't seen McDonald's, Country J- uh, Burger King, uh, Tucky Fried. Uh, well, don't know that. We haven't seen the whole series. Well, so. <laughs> wasn't there was no product placement in the movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> but bear in mind, guys... Um, the, the the reason the dialogue is very simple is because they never s- experienced anything life else. outside yeah, the or anything city. else. Yeah. yeah, they didn't go any holidays anywhere or no. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was like being in a luxurious prison or hotel, if you will. Or luxurious hotel prison. Yeah, something like that. Because you couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, Jessica and Logan they head inside the the uh, ocean. Um, you know, well, this water thing. The water okay. thing, yeah. and they soon come out the the other end through the um, through it. And we think it's a power a power station type thing, yeah. which is part of the dome. Yeah. Yeah, they then head up up the steps, and they as some of the people were heading into another carousel, whatever thing. Um, Logan appears and tries to convince them that they don't need to do this. They don't have to die. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. They can yeah. live. And they think it's a, they but think of it's course, a they don't believe the life clocks because how would you believe them from, say, a thousand distance away? Oh, it's about a hundred meters away. A hundred meters <laughs> away, depending on where you're sitting. Eventually, salmon appear and they they tackle them. And they bring Logan into a sort of interrogation. Well, back um, where he was room. before, that computer guy, uh, that computer. Thing. And the computer yeah. kept asking him over and over again, "Where have you destroyed sanctuary? All that stuff." And they did a brain scan on him and everything, and the computer wasn't getting the, the right dr- answers. Yeah, he kept saying, "There is no, no sanctuary,", sanctuary. <laughs> and he says. Um, all the stuff that he may have seen, but other than that, the stuff continues dissatisfying the computer. Yeah, and the computer has a mental breakdown and and burns itself out and stuff and yeah, blows up and yeah, what it else? soon uh, blows up and, and pops open all the exit doors. Yeah, well, uh, well not, no, it does. But it, I read the script and then then the uh, the thing the synopsis on it. Uh, it pops open the exit doors because mm. it controls the exit doors. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. Um, Logan fights off the remaining Sandman. He, sh- he takes some of their pistols and runs with Jessica. And we watch the place blowing up and we see the people running out egg- the exits as quick as possible. And they go outside and, and lo s- and behold, there's a little old man out there. Yeah, they see the little old man, they approach him and some of them were a bit, you know, amazed, amazed to see an old man. Look at his skin. And also Look at his hair. Yeah. yeah, and they're not yeah. scared or anything. They he's strange, but anyway, irrespective. But eventually, um, Logan and Jessica embrace, and they realize that they are all right now. Yeah, meaning uh, they can live their the prob- lives. You know what the problem is here? What's that? Who's going to do all the cooking, cleaning, growing, supplying stuff? They've never done it. Ah mm. uh, ha ha! But <laughs> doesn't matter. We it's a still a movie, a fantasy. Do yeah. not yeah, well, dwell okay. on it. Imagine. Um, maybe some, sometime later on, he they may learn from experience. You're not wrong. I mean, if um, if our ancestors can learn, so can we. 
Is that who's going to teach them? Good point. Uh, the computer? No. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, anyway. A book? I didn't see any books. Did you see any libraries in this? Yes, there was plenty of books. What? Remember the, there was a lot of books in the, um, in the, um, some of those, pla- the complexes that, um, just where the, where the old guy Logan. lived? Yeah. They are probably rotten like the same ones in Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Time Machine the other night too. Yeah, well, with Rod Stewart. No, Rod Taylor. But anyway, yeah. the old man may <laughs> tell them about simple ways of living and maybe even finding and food. Foraging. And maybe finding yeah. clothing to make sure to keep them warm at winter and well, yeah, all that stuff. I mean, if he, and maybe finding places to to keep warm. Hey, they got the old, all the old houses. Mm, that's true. Aha. Mm-hmm. There yes. you go. The war was one live in Washington. There you go. <laughs> there you yes. Go. Anyway, that was a pretty awesome movie, and I'm I wish that people would have been more appreciated with this movie uh, back then. It felt quite, you know, being nasty about it. In the reviews. Well, they weren't nasty. Well, some were nasty. But it gets, we'll talk to the reviews in a minute. But anyway, look, in, in the, um, getting back into uh, talk about the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and production and that sort of good groovy stuff that we do, um, MDM um, had a developmental hell putting this together. I mean, they had, I had, the script had to be rewritten a couple of times and a few mm. other odds and sods. And mm. yeah, and it's, um, yeah, th- things weren't going really good for them in the beginning, but it did come to um, come to uh, fruition uh, uh, along the lines there, and saw David assume responsibility of the project. I, g- I gather, and um, he took it to where it was—a good product in the mm-hmm. end. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, casting. Now, we talked about casting before. You said that was it was um, Robert Rob um, Redford, Redford was, was going to play the lead role instead of Michael York. That's mm. interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. Mm, but mm. of course, um, Michael. Well, th- they had a different idea of who they wanted. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, so yeah, and that, I don't know Jenny Argata. I don't know what she was doing before that. But mm. um, the guy Richard Jordan, he wasn't the first choice for the role of Francis either. I heard about that too. Uh, but he uh, ended up taking on this role and uh, obviously did a good job. I like him actually. He's, he's quite good as a uh, uh, what do you call antagonist? No, whatever. Whatever you, yeah, nasty guy chasing Logan. Yeah. He got that sort of yeah. He got he, he got an evil look in him when he gets his right look at his face. He's probably not he's probably not an evil man, but he got that. I think it was. Yeah, I did think yeah. his eyes were very wild, yeah, glaring and wild. Glaring. Yeah, he had something about him. I'm, I'm chasing this guy. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, he had the look about him, which yeah, a bit threatening. He looked pretty good actually. Yeah. Yeah. So he looked, the, he looked the part. And that's mm. one thing I like about movies. If they get the casting right, the people look the yeah. part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quite. Now, well, what was it? Oh, age-wise. Yeah, they, the original book, I believe, said the people had to die at the age of 21. Mm. Uh, and in the rewrites of the script, they brought it up to age 30. Yeah, because most of the actors yeah. here are... Up around 30. Um, like, for example, both Michael York and Richard Jordan were well over the age of 30 when the film was produced. Well, during, although they were portrayed as characters who were in their t- early 20s, well, well, Michael York actually out. was 34 at the time, while Richard J- Jordan was almost 40 years old. Well, yeah, he, he looked—he looked a bit older, but he—but he didn't but look older. He didn't look old, he, he, old. He, yeah, yeah, but I he, mean, he as a lot of people, often, mature, yeah. and a lot of people mm. 
approached me in the past, they often said to me, I look younger or not really my 30s. Yeah, and I'm 67 going on five. <laughs> but you keep saying I look like a five-year-old. Yes, um, you do. And I imagine these people probably believe it too. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so... um. Oh, yeah, another uh, thing I should mm. mention. In the scene where they were giving um, Logan a... Uh, plastic surgery in the scene yeah. where they were doing the laser you know the laser right, treatment yeah that was actually copied in die another day you know in year 2002 oh, they, yeah, yeah, with um a bit of a using a la making it into a yeah, laser they're, they're going to use the laser the cut was it roger moore um no it was um Kimberly Dalton. um no other guy uh, no it was actually um her uh, hardly Allie Berry? Yeah. Okay, Allie Berry, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone's going to get sliced and diced by laser. Yeah, yeah. Allie Berry, she's cute. She's pretty. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it that so many people have been nasty about her in Catwoman. I think she's a brilliant Catwoman. I, I think she's probably the better Catwoman. But anyway, yeah. it works for me anyway. It floats th my boat, guys. I think mm. it's just because people are annoyed that the script for Catwoman didn't exactly resemble too much like... From the Batman's, you yeah, know, they're, story. Yeah, the original Batman comics and stuff, and then the TV show of Adam West. I think mm -hmm. you had, crikey, who was Catwoman? Was it Eartha Kitt? Uh, I think played Eartha uh, Kitt. Eartha Kitt played, and she, now Eartha Kitt. I can't remember. I, uh, my mind tells me my bad memory here. She might have been Afro-American or a combination Afro-American and something else. Mm -hmm. uh, Halle Berry, well. What's the difference? Hmm. Uh, and and she moves so well, cat-like and stuff. Yeah. Um, who played Catwoman in the in the previous movies? Um, um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she wasn't bad, but I don't think she suited the role as good as Halle Berry. Yeah. Anyway, irrespective. When and it, then there's mm. one I don't know mm. what's her name. Ugh, I'm bad with names. She was in the Princess Diaries. I can't remember her name. And uh, mm. and no. Um, uh, you got me on that. It's not one of my movies. <laughs> well, it's, I know for a fact she didn't really pull it off for Catwoman for me. Yeah. But again, I'm not going to talk about her. So let's just yeah, go back to Logan's run movie. So, I like Catwoman. So as, really I, as we were discussing before Mike brought it up, what? that in, in 1970 they created uh, and released um, a Logan's run TV, TV series yeah. and the pilot episode there there think had key references scenes from the original yeah they borrowed they borrowed some footage yeah 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 so they borrowed um you know layouts of the um the miniature sets and the carousel and the scenes of like um where the Sandman were in their control headquarters or sorts yeah just, yeah but, but pads out quite nicely mm. Mm. as long as they they keep it in proportion it, it worked well it worked well it, it, it showed up yeah nice bit, bit of that bit of that so it had a link to the movie and stuff and yeah mm -hmm. mm. yeah what else what else what yeah else? of course what as else? i said mm. before in the tv series they they the the logan and jessica in this one in that one was more knowledgeable about the world outside. Yeah, that, that, that to me that takes a part away from it. Um, yeah. It, yeah, that, they're supposed to have been kept inside. Yeah, meaning... Away from everything outside. No books, no reference points, no nothing. 
how would they know anything? Yeah. So you know, it's little things, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, how would I mean if even when they read a word like beloved husband, beloved wife, they would probably be. I would like it better if they question what it means instead yeah, like of just. Like a kid would. What's that? It's all new to me. Mm. Uh, like a, a newborn a baby. Of, a, bit of, a bit of simple naivety. Uh, yeah. Is that the word? Naivety. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like newborn baby stuff. Yeah. I have to learn this. I have got no idea. Yeah, like like we were, again, we were watching Time Machine the other night, and Rod, Rod Taylor goes to the future, and the girl had never seen fire before, and Rod Stewart did a fire to keep warm. She tried to touch the flames. She had never seen flames. So yeah, so yeah. You, you can't know about something you haven't seen or heard or read about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Quite right. So anyway, irrespective. Irrespective, yes. Um, we're done about casting. Uh, mm. Whatever. Yeah, anyway, as I was saying about the TV series itself, let me see. Let me see. Do, 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 do. Actually, the holograms hmm? um, that we were doing in the interrogation room hmm. and that sort of stuff, that was new technology too back in those days. Hmm, cool. So they actually had to develop the technology to make it work. That is cool. Hmm. Anyway, in, in the, the TV series, in all the scenes in, well, in the movie, they in all the scenes in the Dome City, it can be seen that... All the inhabitants are white, the Caucasian white. Not, not unlike in the book where they had non-existent another ethical group, other ethical ethnic, ethnic. ethnic groups like Asians, Africans, yeah. Latins, Muslims. You know, every. But unlike, yeah, yeah. but unlike the movie, in the series, the TV series, they remember to include all nationalities in the series see, the to sort of rewrite their what they. They did wrong in this movie. Yeah, see, I have a problem with that, and, and I'm, I'm not racist. Please do not get me wrong. But if you have a Holocaust mm. in the middle of, say, Africa, okay? Okay. And the people are all dark brown, mm. you know, in, in skin colour. I'm not being rude here. Mm. And the scientists who put the Dome City for them together were Africans with dark brown skin, not the white Africans. Everybody in that vis- that place would be African. Mm. They wouldn't be Chinese in there. There wouldn't be white people in there. wouldn't be anybody except for the people who went in there. Mm. So if you were in, say, America, in, say, Washington, Washington area, and that time, and when they had very little, maybe very few Chinese in the area, very few Afro-Americans in the area, predominantly white, you'd have predominantly white in the, in the Dome City. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not saying they shouldn't be in it, but you can't say, oh, we must have a mixed race there because they wouldn't have been there. In reality, hmm. you see what I mean? Yeah. But a couple here and there would have been good. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, but yeah, you've got to be in China, they have all Chinese in it. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. Italians would be full of Italians. <laughs> yeah, well, then again. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, you can't have it both ways. I mean, but yeah, the, the odd Afro American, the odd Chinese, you know, a couple of Mexicans thrown in, whatever, who might have been living in the area. But hmm. yeah. Yeah, but, I guess I've been mm, looking whatever. up online to find out whether they'll make a remake of Logan Run. There were mentions of, but still... But it, there's it, no mention... talked about and talked about and talked about and talked about, and then up until a couple of years ago, it was still in pre-production. Hmm. They just haven't got it together. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, who knows? I'm well, not... I mean, it would be nice to have this um, revisited, yeah. rebooted... Um, a, uh, a remake of it with better technology, maybe. Um, but uh, is it going to ma- is it going to make the money? 
And that's what it boils. Even though I hate the money, I hate the dollar sign bit. Uh, I, I'm more about the art. Mm. Um, if they can't see dollar value in it, they're yeah. not going to make it. Like, for instance, mm. when they Marvel Comics published a Logan's Run comic back, book back series back in the day, like seven issues in 1977, the first five were adapted with the adaption of the movie and let me see two more continued after the events of this movie unfortunately the series was cancelled because the storyline couldn't be resolved resolved well there you go yeah meaning they probably couldn't um figure out if where to go from there anyway yes Anyway, I kind of, uh, I, I mean, now that we kind of watched a little bit of the TV series, just so you guys know, and while I may have, we only just watched the first, the the first episode yeah. last night, well, we're going to watch a few yeah. more tonight, yeah. maybe. Yeah, we might you know, we might do a recap on it one day, may not, but you know, yeah. we're just doing, enlightening ourselves. Yeah, trying to figure out, yeah. um, is it any different from the movie? Well, it's just going to be expanding on the outside bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in in this one... They seem to be more people in, in outside in unlike well, in this one it was just w- one old man in the living out in the in Washington. Well, yeah, but he would have been a group of people, hmm. and he was the last one left there because yeah. hmm. other people died off. Yeah. Um, so you'd think, well, maybe there might, might be other groups here and there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and there was a lot. Th- there was a movie. I just cannot remember who was in it at the moment. There was a futuristic movie where. Uh, People were living in cities and stuff, and there was no more motor vehicles. Um, I don't know if it was Robert Wagner or Lee Majors uh, was in it, and there were areas outside the city where people had made other communities, mm. and, and for some reason or other, he broke away. He was dissatisfied with being told what to do, this, that, the other, blah, blah, and he did a break. He wasn't hounded by anybody, I think, too much. Might have been a little bit, uh, but yeah... Um, Mm. Yeah, he was uh, their poster boy for the energy and conservation or something or other. Mm. Just can't remember the movie at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, but there's always been these little groups in these movies who uh, lived outside the uh, the norm. Is that like in, we, we did Demolition Man, had the people who chose to live downstairs underground, mm. uh, and the other people who chose to live the life of uh, total control upstairs, yeah, in, in, up, up in the light. Um, mm, true. Time machine. The people who lived on the uh, upstairs, uh, up uh, up in the light, were the Eloy and the, and the Morlocks were underground. So yeah. Yeah, there's always breaks and uh, yeah. Different so areas. anyway, yeah. in the series, um, there's like more more people, more colonies, or more groups of people out there trying to make a life outside, outside of the dome. Yeah. Hmm. And and yeah, it's not as bad out there as people make out. Yeah, it turns mm. out maybe who knows how long it was. Maybe the um, toxic in the air, or poisons in the air, may have disappeared, and the people finally yeah. came out of their yeah. area. Yeah, I don't know too much about science. Mm. Okay, well, well, well some. Um, now, with radiation, if you have an atomic war, I know somewhere along it stays in the ground and everything, and the water supplies. Yeah, if, if it's free, yeah, if it's still. So, well, 20, 30, 40 years, or something rather. But after that, it starts to break down and uh, things get uh, start to go back to normal again. So, after a few hundred years, there shouldn't be any traces of it or very, very little trace of it. So, 
no one would have known yeah, that's because they're inside. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing about mm. this movie. Mm. They didn't explain why they were stuck in those dorms in the first place. Because they went in there because of toxic air and everything was poisoned outside. They had to have somewhere to live to survive. And yeah, I just meant in the movie, it never mentioned anything about toxic or about the past. So, well, yeah, and then they had a prologue at the beginning explaining... Yeah, yeah, fl- yeah fl- flash screens up there telling what happened. We had wars and blah, blah. And, and, but, yeah. and what year it was. It was like yeah, here, 2020. Uh, I mean... 2200, two, I think. 2,200, I think. Something or yeah. other. No, another 200 years, folks. Not a problem. There you go. Um, and, um, hmm. But, yeah. But they did mention wars. And, uh, and I think um, in the TV series they mentioned a bit, but not in this movie. Hmm, no. Yeah, memory. Yep, um, but yeah. irrespective. Yeah, but unlike the CM, mm. the movie they in the TV series they have a weird contraption where they drive around in like sort of a um, a, a yeah. new of age. Um, it was a car. Sonic car. Sonic solar power. Solar car, power yeah. car. And that, how he figured out how to drive it so quickly is um, mm. it's amazing. Oh yes, <laughs> and actually. Just going back to my, now you haven't seen uh, Teenage Caveman, have you? The movie or no a movie? Yeah, so, I have. Have you seen it? Yeah. With what's the uh, uh, Robert Wagner? No, uh, Robert Culp. Robert Culp. I think he played this young guy, and that was supposed to be Teenage Caveman. It's actually in the future. Oh, no, I wasn't referring to that one. And that's what I'm referring to. It's actually <laughs> in the future, and these people were the remnants of society living in a valley or something or other. 20, oh no, 200 years or 100 years after the uh, World War Three or whatever the uh, apocalypse was, hmm. and they had to go back to the Stone Age to survive. Hmm. I see. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it wasn't that one anyway. I wasn't thinking uh, of... You're thinking of Raquel Walsh, are you? No, I was no. thinking of, um, <laughs> um, of Brendan Fraser's one. Yeah, no. He did a um a caveman type movie, a very interesting comedy. I, don't know I think one. some of these people out, some people out there may know who, which one I'm talking about. I, I saw George and it has, and has Sean Astin in it. I don't know who else is in it, but mm. that's pretty much. Anyway, you respect awesome. yeah. So there, there, a, lot, there, a lot of these old movies and some new movies got these things about yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah. We've destroyed everything and we're getting back together. You look at Planet of the Apes, same thing. That um, yeah. Have you seen Planet of the Apes? Yeah. Okay. Well, the same thing. He went through a time warp, whatever, and he went in the future, and he came back to planet Earth, and mm. the the gorillas were taken over, and the human beings had gone into um, animal mode almost. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, didn't you say something about one of the reviews for Logan's Run, um, kind of compared Logan's Run <laughs> with um, Planet oh, of the Apes? Yeah, but they, look, these these reviewers have got no idea. Look, and that gets back to what I said. Well, can you tell them because uh, I've got uh, so many. So many reviewers here. I got a list of them here. Hang on, give me a minute. Yeah, some of these reviewers they can act all so stuck up when they there, when they review this movie. I have said the same thing before. If they can't give an unbiased critique on a movie, now look, if I if I had to go as my job to go and watch every movie and do a critique on it, now I do not like girly movies. Believe me. Like, I sat through a notebook with my wife. Now, that was a good movie. Not my style of movie. And I wouldn't go and watch the second time, probably. But I wouldn't go and can it and bag it and everything, saying it was a crappy movie because I didn't like it. No, I'd look at it and say, hey, 
It's a good movie. Had a good storyline, good filming, good acting, yada, yada, good story, blah, 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 all the above, and evaluate it from an unbiased position. Okay? Now, I happen to like sci-fi, horror, and fantasy, and action and stuff. Yeah. So, now, if these guys doing critiques don't like sci-fis, get someone else to do the critique. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I often said in the past, guys, if you if you don't... Um, if, the, if some movies out there won't necessarily tick, I mean, tickle you or interest you, yep. then other then some other person out there may have a different thought on what that movie, yeah. on their thought thought on that movie. Yeah. Now I'm just going to just go through here. Okay, here it is. Yeah, a critic. Some of the critics' uh, comments here I have now. A guy called Robert Ebert gave the film a three star rating, calling the film a vast, silly extravaganza. With a plot that's a cross between Arthur C. Clarke's The City and the Stars and elements of Planet of the Apes. That's the one I was thinking of. That delivers of. a certain amount of fun. Again, huh? I've <laughs> seen Planet of the Apes. I can't see Planet of the Apes in it. Anyway. Um, yeah, unless it was um, uh, um, a weird society outside the dome that were hostile and yeah. weird. Well, here's one. Vincent Canby of the New York Times was less positive. Just why and for what particular purpose Slozen makes his run is anything but clear. After sat through nearly two hours of stuff. Oh, he didn't. He was told to run by the computer. His micro, his tip crystal thing on his hand had been zeroed out to nothing. He had no time left. And he had doubts about being reincarnated through Carousel. Of course he's going to run. Didn't this guy actually watch the movie? Oh, well, let's say they kind of did... Went out to the toilet. For the whole movie? For that scene. Um, <laughs> when he finds out that this guy so, is on a mission to... And yeah, his life clock is... What else? Whatever. Uh, what else? Uh, Gene Siskel from, from the Chicago Tribune. He says a lot of good groovy things, which is not very good. And he concludes, Logan Run is an artistic con job from beginning to end. Con job? You're kidding me. Uh, well, I don't know what he's... Yeah. He sounds like a... And he d- says, okay, uh, subversive group doesn't do anything except hide in what looks like a boiler room. It probably is a boiler room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, Did he I think... follow the movie? Yeah, if they bother to yeah. look at it, they probably, that probably might be old technology where the dome, rest of the dome has yeah, been modernised exactly right. while the rest of the stuff They're inside gonna... was um, if gotten or lost. Yeah, exactly right. Like a lot of like an ancient ruin, like some of those ancient ruins you might... That you may not be discovered would be run down and, and not and barely yeah. used. Yeah, New York Times, uh, New York, whatever. It's a New York. It was also negative, writing that the film was yet another of those tiresome world after the Holocaust Holocaust bits and oh, hardly a hop for your money. However, the review complimented York and Agatha as gifted. What gifted? What eye candy? Actors? What uh, can they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to say here, but it doesn't they're, sound very they, good. These guys are so full of... Can I say crap? Yeah, yeah you can yeah, say crap. Crap. Um, I just don't know how to realise that how um, wonderful a movie could be. Here, in, uh, here to, in the year 2000, Ian Nathan wrote in Empire that the film can't escape its 70s origins. That's when it was made, mm. Ian, but con- contains warnings about decadence 
ageism and allowing technology and science. Ageism? I never heard ageism. of ageism. Ageism, yeah, well, old age, yeah. Oh. Uh, and science to run right, done to a disco groove. Who is Ian Bloody Nathan? Uh, I don't know. Does you know what he's talking about? No. Uh, how can it escape the seventies when it was made in the seventies? And bear in <laughs> mind, guys, even when they in the olden days when they were doing sci-fi movies, the sci-fi clothing was on the retro, um, in, interesting side. Actually, someone someone commented somewhere not not this year, but somewhere that about the mini skirts and so on, so on the seventies style and whatever and yada yada yada. But you look, when Flash Gordon was done with Buster Crabbe, I think it was, I mean, look at what they were wearing back in those days, back in whatever year, decade they yeah. made that stuff. And look at, and forbi- and look at Forbidden Planet. She was practically the um, leading oh, yeah. lady in that, was practically wearing she a mini skirt. Me. <laughs> she was practically wearing a mini skirt. It looked like a long blouse to me almost. Yeah, but it looked really good. Mm-hmm. And, and, and who was it? Um, and this was... Um, Anne Francis? No. And Francis, mm. yeah, yeah, she looked great, fantastic top casting. She looked beautiful, and every sci-fi I've seen has had every female in a short skirt, which leaves nothing to the imagination. Yeah, exactly. And the guys are fully clothed. Now I don't understand this. <laughs> oh, brother! Why aren't the guys half naked? Ah, do you okay. really want to get a man no, undressed? No, well, I'm just saying that the dress, all the dresses have been getting shorter and shorter back since the forties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guys are fully clothed. So? I just, it's, it's just, it's an observation. You know, it's, you know, it's just an observation. I just don't understand these people, these clowns. They keep saying the, um, the weirdest things from yeah. these reviews. I mean, you know, you know what is a reviewer? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and honestly, I've read reviews on a lot of movies and in the local newspapers and stuff. They don't know what to say. So they'll throw anything in there to make it interesting to the reader. Yeah. Whether it's right, wrong, whatever, they don't care. They're getting paid to do a review. That, or they, they never bothered to watch the movie. Well. My theory. That's a possibility. Because one of the one of those critics here, I didn't read his comments, he made a comment about the pre, uh, the pre, uh, what do you got? The preview they do, uh, they did. Before it was actually released. Oh, you mean the trailer? No, no. The preview of the movie, they had a pre-watching. Oh, I get it. They watched it and they sat down with so many people in there. I don't know where they got the people from. And they sat down there and watched it and they said, okay, uh, audience response. Okay, we need to tweak a few things. They took a few scenes out, added oh, a few Oh, I get things. it. Like a screening. Uh, a pre-screening or something. And they and they tweaked it a bit. And one of the one of the reviewers said, oh, they, they found it laughable. Was laughable? He, how would he know if he wasn't there? He probably wouldn't have been invited to the uh, the pre-screening. He probably wasn't. They probably didn't allow him to come. No, the critics wouldn't have been involved because it wasn't even issued. It wasn't even released yet. So how yeah. the hell would he know if people laughed at it? Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. I don't like I don't like critics who talk at their bum. Okay. Well, I do get appro- <laughs> I do get approached by um f- by distributors, and they ask me to review it before it hits the um. But that's different. Hmm. But this this was a pre there was a pre screening so they can fine tune it. Mm-hmm. To look at check the audience response in case they had to tweak it. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have people there assessing it before it was released. Yeah. So how the hell does guy know it went on that room? I don't know. So it's, he it's may rubbish. Have, yeah. 
Anyway, anyway, I, about it. I don't even know what them what gets why they would often say I hate stuff. <laughs> why can't they just enjoy the movie and just um, g- make a good cri- um, re- criticism on the um, actual mm. movie? Look, not every critique's going to be a positive critique. Okay, I, I know this, mm. but don't make it so damn no, so damn negative that that's hateful and scornful and everything. People have worked hard to make a movie. Hmm. Um, the producers, directors, and you know the actors, the actors. Yeah, I mean, um, the crew. Uh, everyone's worked hard to make a good movie, yeah. um, or try to make a good movie, or they have made a good movie, or it's false front and face. It's still a lot of bloody effort to go in there, and what you do, if it's a failure, even big studios have a failure occasionally. And this is this one's a box office success. Yeah, it and made. Um, it. I don't understand. Yeah, it. even um, to, uh, Rotten Tomato gave it a sixty-four uh, percent aggregate rating mm. or something. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, even Rotten and I hate Rotten Tomatoes because half the stuff that half the people that are, who vote there are idiots. But sixty-four percent, even Rotten Tomatoes. They didn't meta. There's no mention Metacritic or anything. Mm-hmm. Or Metacritic, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine yeah. a lot of people out there. Has, who have watched it now and reviewed it probably often think that's pretty good. I mean, some people say, say "Oh, that was a crappy movie," and so a few years later, I mean, actually, this one here—I remember, I, didn't, I haven't got it written down—it was nominated for and received about eight or ten awards back in the seventies. And I think I, I was nominated, got not three or four nominations, and I think about got six awards or something rather. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, nominations so, um, doesn't yeah, really, nomination, c- you know, doesn't nomination really count because in some that's mostly officially selected. I know, type yeah, but they had some nominations. But, but they had about six, maybe, maybe even seven awards they got. Yeah, so that's okay. So, I mean, yeah, um, I the anyway. receiving or giving of awards for it, um, nominations not so much but because be- nominations yeah. is like being officially selected, but you don't win anything. But that's being nominated and assessed by people in the industry who know the bloody industry more than the critics do. True. Mm. Anyway, enough, 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 enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grade it now. Yeah. Anyway, I do think this movie's great, and if you guys don't believe me, please, please, please and go ha- check it out. I haven't checked. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still available on DVD. Yeah, and, and I'm maybe pre- streaming sites and whatever. Yeah, I think that I heard about um, it was streamed on a, um, a site, a site called Hoopla. I think. I'm not sure. Hoopla, uh, I th- I'm not sure. Know, I, I don't yeah. know the name of it, but uh, that's what I've heard. Go okay, looking for it. Anyway, it's called, uh, like I said, the Logan's Run, and it's um, mm-hmm. not to be confused with the TV series. This is the movie done in 1976. Yes. <laughs> so if you're looking for it anywhere, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Logan's Run. Damn fine movie. I'm going to give it nine and a half. I'm going to give it ten out of ten. Because okay. of the um special su- the um special sets, costumes, and the locations they shot at in. Actually, I think a lot, a lot of it was done in Dallas, Texas, hmm. if I remember. And, and some, hey, what Pablo said, some someone made a comment saying, "It looks like a shopping mall." It was, it was a, a shopping, shopping mall. mall. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, it's sort of like T8 Sex. What it? Um, what, what do you the, think the, it you know, should D- look D- like? Daniel Luke's movie T8 Sex whatever mm. that one of his first movies he made. Mm. That was done in a car park. <laughs> it looked like a new car park. It had white walls and everything, and that's what it was. It was oh, car park. Brother, so, these people. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. That if it fits and it works, 
alien did something in an old power station or something, didn't it? Mm, yeah, and they mm, they did. Yeah, um, it works. It looks good. Saves building a set, don't it? Don't <laughs> anyway, be no. good, folks. I'm going home now. Oh, I'm home. Wait, mm, uh, I have mm. something else to add, Mike. Oh, sorry, Mike carry Hodge. on. So, just so you guys know, before we go, um, be sure to check, come to the upcoming film festival called Brisbane Backyard Film Fest Festival this week. Yeah. Everyone, this. Be sure to come by, everyone. If you, this week. if you're in Brisbane, obviously. Yeah, and it's on yeah. going to be coming on fr- this Friday and Saturday. So Ooh, be sure to come by and show your support. We'll be there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I hope we see you, the guys there, and all that. Ah, mm-hmm. Look forward to it, folks. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Quite right. <laughs> so anyway, that's about it for us today. So this is Sarah Stevenson. And the other one. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, guys.